coming up on this week's episode of RSVP. It's actually one of the cleanest kisses you'll ever have. I'm not going to dance like Shakira on camera. We just try to use pirouette in the office as a bit of banter. <laughs> it's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rants and stories, visions and pains and so much more with special guests and fun galore. Hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between. So sit back. Relax, pour a wine or whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for RSVP. Hello and welcome to RSVP. I'm Callum Delieto and this is the podcast for events and travel professionals looking for, well... A little bit of respite from this crazy year. Yes, live events have been few and far between in 2020, but there have been some fantastic digital events too. One of which, even if I do say so myself, was our UK agency forum just a few weeks ago. And at said event, we recorded a live episode of RSVP. Yes, There was a digital audience reacting to the answers as they were happening. Karen Caden, the co-founder of Brands at Work, brought so much energy to it. And of course, I had to make sure I made very few mistakes. Now, in the nature of being raw and transparent, I'm providing you with an unedited version right here, right now. Yes, this is exactly what was broadcast live on the day, and I'm sharing it with you. Please be forgiving. And don't worry, Sam McNeil, the UK General Manager for Song Division, is still going to wrap up this episode with one of his fantastic songs, so make sure you stick around to the end to listen to that. But until then, sit back, enjoy, and listen to the first ever live recording of RSVP. So I'm hoping that some people will be familiar with the the format of our podcast, because looking at the stats, we're getting... Lots of listeners, uh, but there may be some people uh, that don't know how RSVP works. So I'll talk them through a little bit. Um, But for now, it would be nice to hear a little introduction from you, Karen. So tell everybody uh, who you are. What's your name and where'd you come from? Well, hello. Good morning, everybody. I'm uh, Karen Caden. I'm one of the co-founders and managing partner of British American creative agency Brands at Work. Um, as you can hear from the accent, I'm not from around these parts. Uh, I was, I funnily enough, I was actually born in Europe. Little known fact, I was born in, in Amsterdam, but I was raised in the US by a French mother and an American father. So I've always had a bit of that dual nationality, but I've been in this country for 15 years now. That is a, a, a very eclectic mix of uh, countries and nationalities there that have have spawned you yes (laughs) it's I think it's what gave me my wanderlust and and uh, nudged me in the career uh, direction that I that I took yeah well I mean it's it's an absolute pleasure to have you and I mean we've 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 met a few times but I'm trying to think the first time we met it may have been when I came into your offices was it it was you 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 um were the first person to ever interview me on camera so that must not have been an easy job because I think I was a bit 
media shy at the time. You you gave me my my training ground. Well, what can I say? We set the standard. But if that was you, media shy. <laughs> yeah, now you can't shut me up. <laughs> Knock me off my soapbox. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, just to explain for those that don't know how our RSVP works, um, the letters are actually an acronym, not just a, a hail to the Latin uh, event reply. Um, so... R stands for rant, which is an opportunity for Karen here to get on her soapbox and do a bit of a rant. S stands for stories. So she'll tell us some of her most memorable stories of a destination, a hotel and a food experience. Uh, V is visions, where she'll get to paint the vision of her dream event, an impossible event where potentially it couldn't actually happen uh, or it would need a very, very, very big budget. Um, and P stands for pains because our listeners share their pains in the form of an anonymous confession, and it'll be your opportunity to respond to that. You look nervous about that one. <laughs> I am because I just I'm expecting an utter curveball. But go ahead, throw it at me. <laughs> for any regular listeners of the podcast, the confession will be slightly tamer than it is on your Apple and Spotify versions, uh, just because you know this is a forum after all. Um, but it will still be hopefully uh, laughter inducing. So let's start with your rant, Karen. Tell me, what is it that you want to get off your chest that really kind of is a bugbear of yours and, uh, you know, you just want to tell the industry? Well, I mean, I think it's probably all of our bugbears right now. COVID has been the ultimate party pooper. Um, you know, there's this this term pivot, and we probably can all agree it's been wildly overused, um, but it is, you know, a word that I'll be happy to never hear again. Um, when this is all over. But to be fair, it's been a really accurate noun for the <laughs> description of the overnight transformation of this of this industry. Um, this has put all of us to the incredible test. And I, I for one, I'm really proud of the creativity, resilience, um, camaraderie, and collaboration across the industry that I, I've been in this business a very long time, over 20 years, and I've never seen anything like it, not after September 11th, not after the ash cloud, not after anything really. And, um, and so it's, it's kind of a rant and a rave in the same breath that, that COVID has knocked us down. Um, but we're picking ourselves back up collectively and all trying to get each other's backs. It's, it's funny you say about the word pivot being overused because every time I hear it without a doubt, all I can think of is that friends episode where Ross is trying to get the sofa up the stairs and I'm just hearing <laughs> pivot, pivot. It's a little cumbersome. <laughs> So it, it's, uh, it's, you know, although it does accurately describe what we are trying to do, it does, um, it does make my memory go back to that point. Yeah. We just try to use pirouette in the office as a bit of banter. <laughs> Slightly more elegant. Oh, yes. We're going we're gonna to pirouette with your event this year. I don't know if that would ensure, uh, you know, instill confidence in your clients, but it, it would certainly give a smile at least. Yeah. And then, you know, in terms of the the additional rent would be just the uncertainty, the mixed messages coming from world leaders and government officials. And I think it's it this is hard enough without having a complete scramble of messages that, you know, is just throwing us left, right and center. And one minute we're here being told we're going to be back to normal by Christmas. The next we're being told no chance of that. We're going to be in this for the long haul. And 
you know, I, I know a lot of people in our industry, including groups like We Create Experiences and We Create Events. If you're not involved in any of those, please do get involved. Um, we're all trying to raise the profile of this industry that contributes so much to business, to society, to the economy. And we just need that recognition. Um, we can't, be, can't just be left hanging out here with no clarity. No, I, I completely agree. And it is, it's, it is very difficult. And, you know, I, I look at New Zealand and I just think that's like the perfect example of, of how to handle this situation. Female leader. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now let's move on to the next section of uh, RSVP, which is your opportunity to tell us some stories, your most memorable experiences. Um, Firstly, let's kick off with your most memorable destination experience. I know I should probably say my honeymoon, but my husband's not listening right now, so I'm going to freestyle. It, I, I forget that. Forget that guy. Um, it, it's actually a trip I took at the last time there was a major crisis, the credit crunch. Two friends of mine had lost their jobs in the credit crunch, um, sort of bankers who had made far too much money and then ended up with all this cash and no place to go. So they decided to go on this epic adventure across Africa and they invited me for the jolly bit of it. Um, they didn't take me on the arduous roads through Ethiopia, but um, but I got to join them in Kenya. Um, and this was the trip of a lifetime. I'm, I'm normally one to sort of take my holidays and face plant into a sun lounger with a glass of rosé in hand. And this was anything but that. This was action packed and and thrilling all in one. And uh, it started in Nairobi. We stayed in probably one of the most memorable hotel experiences. I can't even call it a hotel because it's not. It's a bunch of tree houses in um, the Karen Lungata area, uh, just next to a, a, a giraffe reserve where you could go and snog a giraffe. And uh, there you go. That was something I got to take off my bucket list. I mean, uh, that not that on everyone's bucket list to snog Obviously. a giraffe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who hasn't wanted? I mean, those tongues are very, very long. But, you know, they... they... Little known fact, they're antiseptic. So their, their saliva is an antiseptic quality. So it's actually one of the cleanest kisses you'll ever have. There you go. Who knew? Who knew? You learned it here Perhaps first. that's the, you know, that's the solution to coronavirus. Everyone should just snog a giraffe. <laughs> Let's just go snog a giraffe. Everybody over to the... The zoo, please. Um, and then, yeah, we, we went to the David Sheldrick Wildlife Trust, got to feed a baby elephant a bottle, failed to wear any SPF on day one, so ended up having a blistering sunburn across my chest, which wasn't ideal. Um, the, the property itself was just spectacular. I've never stayed in anything quite like it, but, you know, every evening you were mixing with other guests around a campfire where their Kenyan-born but Belgian-trained master chefs would be preparing unbelievable meals. So you'd have cocktails and canapes by the campfire and then move to a thatched-roofed rotunda for dinners with all the other guests and nobody was sitting together. You mix everybody up and just have sparkling banter and engaging conversation. Um, that was leg one. Leg two, we went over to Savo um, National Park and we went on safari. Um, I've just the memories of standing with my head out of the top of a Jeep flying through, you know, the bush and getting to see all of the big five was something I'll just never forget. Um, and, and then we ended up in Mombasa at a beachside resort and it was just spectacular and went out on daily adventures, you know, um, safari in the water and, uh, volunteered with an organization called Tumaini, which is um, Swahili for Hope. And it was in an orphanage for HIV infected children. 
And it was a life-changing day, really. I came back to the UK and ended up becoming an ambassador for them, raising money, throwing events for them. Um, and then the last leg of the journey was the tour around South Africa. We drove the garden route um, with several missteps along the way. We witnessed a heist in uh, in Plettenberg Bay. Um, as you do. Ended up whale, as one does, a her, in whale watching Hermanus, and then ended up... Um, in Cape Town for the, the the final stop before we we flew back to the UK, all exhausted but all richer for the experience. It was a once in a lifetime trip. Honestly, that sounds incredible. And I I've I've been to Africa once. I went to Tanzania and did a similar sort of safari in in the Serengeti. And I too, con- I I can't shut up about it. It's like three years yeah. later, and I constantly talk about it. And I think. You know, everything about the continent is just, you know, even the stars, like you don't see stars properly until you go to Africa. You know, you you don't really experience nature until you go on a, a proper safari. And, you know, it's just it is incredible. It's one of it's one of the best experiences I think anyone could do. I'd love to take my kids. They have to be old enough to appreciate how expensive it is, but it's it's going to be a trip I look forward to in due course. But it was, you know, I have to say to have done that young, carefree, single. It was the trip of a lifetime. The trip of a lifetime. And I do feel like I'm almost wearing a safari colored shirt right now. So uh, really blending in quite well into your super camp, colorful (laughs) surroundings there. You know, it's the contrast, it's the contrast. (laughs) The next story I'd like you to kind of uh, reveal is your best or most memorable hotel experience that you've had. My best or most, well, Actually, then I will talk about my honeymoon because that, you know, I have to at least give him a little nod. He did spend a bit of cash on that. Um, It was in the Seychelles and it was the most extraordinary place called Dennis Island. And it's owned by a couple, a private island, and they have built a completely sustainable property. So everything you eat, everything you touch in terms of the furnishings, even in the in in the um, villas on the island are all handmade and hand carved from resources on the actual island you can go around on bicycles and buggies and and you actually get to see the cows roaming and the chickens laying eggs and you know everybody catching the fish daily for the fresh sushi that was made every evening um the property itself just stunning simplistic it was uber luxurious but not over the top and and by contrast we we stayed at the four seasons um for for a week right after that trip. And it was almost overwhelming. And don't get me wrong, I love the Four Seasons, but because we were really almost left to our own, it felt like we had had the island to ourselves. You didn't see a neighbor or another villa for for miles. You really had such a secluded, a private secluded beach to yourself. Everything was just hidden away and sympathetic to its surroundings, tucked into the into the foliage and into the sand. It was so beautiful. And I just remember sunset after sunset, just sitting there thinking, pinch me, this can't be real. And, um, and yeah, you know, a week later in the Four Seasons, which was equally fantastic, but you know, when you have somebody coming around and saying, can I clean your sunglasses for you with spray and they're in your face, you just sort of thought, oh my gosh, culture shock, <laughs> re-entry shock. <laughs> I'm talking to another human. This is weird. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like coming out of lockdown, to be honest. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. It sounds like you, you may have found a good one there with the husband because he kind of smashed it. Yeah, he nailed that one. You know, I nudged. I nudged a little bit. I was like, here's the rough area in the map that I'd like to go to. Over to you. And here's a friend I know who travel, books travel. Other Every time that, he went me. to the fridge, there was just a picture of it on, on the fridge. <laughs> Subtle as a sledgehammer. 
And the final experience I'd love to hear is your your most memorable food experience that you've had. So this doesn't have to be Michelin star. This can be, no. you know, somewhere tucked away in a corner or in an alley somewhere. You know, it's it's just something where your taste buds will always remember it. My taste buds will always remember it. Um, do you know what? It's a super simple one. It's I've been going to the same place since I was born, basically, in the south of France, a little place called the La Vendue. And uh, my grandfather built a house there in, in, the, in the 60s, and um, we've been spending family holidays there. And just on the beach is not a hut. It's a kind of glamorous hut, if you will. But they serve the freshest food, the most incredible ambiance, you know, gentle music playing. It all, it, it looks like, it just looks like an oasis by the turquoise water and just great, great friends, great memories, great rosé, great salads and sashimis and you name it. Um, it's my, it's also run by a very dear friend of mine who has celebrated so many milestones with me from, he threw my 30th birthday party there and um, we had the uh, sort of rehearsal night of our wedding in in this establishment. It's called La Pinède in, um, in Saint-Clair on the beach and it's magical. Amazing. I love that. I think, yeah, it's when there's that emotional connection to it as well. It's just particularly, you know, special, isn't it? I think memories and food are sort of intrinsically linked. You know, I remember once going to a, a place in Spain and, and having this wine in this incredible location thinking it was so fantastic. I'd had to send home a case and actually when it was home and we had it without the context, it was a bit of plonk, really. <laughs> I think it's food and context are so linked, I think. Yeah, particularly if you're very, very hungry as well. You know, yes. I find that somehow these these meals become so much better. And then you go to the same place again, and you're like, no, it's not actually that good when I'm not ravenous. Exactly, exactly. You need a bit of desperation. Next, I'd I'd really like you to paint a picture of your dream event, something that is near impossible or or might take a while uh, to to get there in terms of it would cost a lot of money or or something so impossible that it's literally taking place in space. But what would your dream event look like? How about a festival on a private island with supermodels and swimming pigs? Yeah, that sounds that sounds that sounds like it would go well and there wouldn't be any problems with that. Yeah. Someone tried that already? Okay. <laughs> let's let's try again. It would be on an island. I don't know why I have this thing with islands and it that's what would make it logistically challenging, not impossible. But um I've I've had the privilege in my career of doing some incredible things, opening ceremonies and spectacles and huge conferences and, you know, incredible things. So I I really would love to create a money can't buy experience. I've heard of these events. I don't know if they're folklore or real. Um, these, you know, the Centurion card by Amex throw these lavish experiences for their black card holders. Um, this is something a little bit different, but with equal cachet. Um, it would blend the passion I have for events, but with my other passion, which is when I finally do drop the mic on my events career, the, the next chapter of my life, I would like to get into life coaching and um, and just making a contribution, a positive impact to people's mental, spiritual, and physical well-being. And so this would be the Money Can't Buy exclusive retreat stroke almost emotional rehab for burnt out executives, leaders, politicians on a private island. Um, they would all have luxurious but not over-the-top accommodation, so inspired by the Seychelles experience I was just talking about. But in terms of the experiences on the island, there would be unbelievable keynotes from 
incredible people. So you could learn about marriage counseling um, and and the key to successful marriage from the Obamas. Um, you you can learn about uh, courageous leadership from Brene Brown. Um, you can do guided meditation with Deepak Chopra. You can get a booty shaking class with Shakira um, or do boot camp with Joe Wicks. I mean, money, you know, you said money was not an issue here. So I'm just, I'm freestyling over here. Every evening, there would be incredible experiences, culinary experiences prepared by master chefs and floating restaurants on pontoons um, with sea to table, fresh, fresh fish, you know, creations. Um, and I would love to do a, a stunning show every night that tells a beautiful story using just nature. So um, Sonny Lumiere shows and water projection and, you know, you, you name it. We might just have, you know, dancing jet skis. Who cares? I'm, I'm just going all out. <laughs> I've got somebody who says they actually like my event idea. <laughs> Nic Nicola, you're invited. You can come. <laughs> She said, please do this one day. I mean, I'm, if I'm not there as well, then I'll be very upset. You know, Nicola's You're just up. kind of, she's managed to just get, get herself invited, especially because, you know, I've always wanted to know how to shake my bum like Shakira. So I mean, who doesn't? That's that's a life skill. That is a life skill. You can go away and you've learned something as well. So it becomes, you know, <laughs> highly valuable. Um, I, you know, I would have said you could get marriage counselling from Will and Jada, but I, I don't know if that's going to be the couple goals that they used to be anymore, which is really upsetting. <laughs> I I, just, I I could have so much fun thinking of who could who could feature on the agenda here. The sky's the limit, really. Yeah, anything you want to know, you'd have an expert for it that could just teach it, basically. Exactly, exactly. No, I love that. All right, I'll see you there in 15 years when you've burnt yourself out completely. I don't know. This has been a tough year. I think I'm pretty burnt I know. out Okay, now. next year, yeah. next year. We could next just good. we could just get this done now. That would be great. Um, and I think a few people are very in, uh, enamored by the idea. Uh, oh, some people want me to do this. Um, and uh, today is Shakira's takeaway, apparently. That's what it seems like. <laughs> Dancing jet skis is also a, a big, a popular, popular uh, thing there. And, and no, I'm not going to dance like Shakira on camera uh, if, if anybody seems to get that idea in their head. I don't know, Callum, your hips can't lie. Yeah, no, they, they do. They tell the truth. <laughs> I, I honest, they tell the truth, but the truth is not pretty. Talking of telling the truth, though, I think it's now time we move on to our confession. Okay. So it's an anonymous confession that has been written in, and uh, it's a bit of an event disaster, to be honest, and I feel quite sorry for them. But oh, uh, feel free to interrupt at any point to, you know, if, you, if there's anything you can relate to here. Um, and I'm sure that other people uh, watching this will also feel that they, they'll feel a level of sympathy anyway for this person, because I certainly do. Okay, <clears throat> here we go. So, dear Callum, we were on an amazing incentive in Antigua, five-star hotel, amazing restaurant, super swishy couples incentive. However, it was one of those where everything just goes wrong. From the minute we arrived at the airport, the client's wife missed the flight. The plane was dripping aircon on one of the guests' heads. There were printing errors on some of the itineraries and it just seemed destined for disaster. I, I Already, you know, when you've just got those kind of like little pointers that say this is going to be a bad event. Yeah. No proof checking? <laughs> I love that. That's the instant first thing you say. I mean, I'm an editor, so I'm instantly thinking oh, there should be no <laughs> spelling mistakes. Um, so one of the days uh, people had chosen an activity to do in the morning, one of which was horse riding on the beach. 
How romantic, right? So my colleague and I breathed a sigh of relief as we sent them off in the morning thinking, yes, finally, a few hours of peace and quiet. I'm sure all event planners have that moment where they're just like, yep, they're off, they're out of my hands for a bit, I can actually just lay down. So two hours later, we get a call from an irate delegate who had been standing at the side of the road for 30 minutes waiting for a transfer back at the hotel. They had no water, they were in 35 degree heat, blaring sunshine with two other couples. Apparently, the horse riding tour guides finished the ride and then just demanded they get off the horses at the side of the road and just <laughs> left them there. <laughs> Imagine you're on this like lovely romantic horse ride with your you know, partner and then suddenly the guy's just like, right, get off now, see you later, and just leaves you on the side of the road. This is terrible. Um... We then had to get the transfer company to drive up and down the roads near where the horse riding facility was trying to find them. An hour later, we found them and had them in the van downing bottles of water, looking like little lobsters. They ended up getting back to the hotel the same time that the afternoon group returned. To say they were pissed off is an understatement and the client was furious. To be fair, it's not necessarily her fault or his fault. I'm assu- I, it, yeah, the, the gender has not been revealed there. Um, his or her fault. Yeah. I mean, did who vetted the company that provided the horses? <laughs> it's just this, just yikes. Where do you even begin to make up that disaster? It's It's quite... Buy them a pony. Buy them a pony when they get home. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they'd ever want to see a horse again, to be honest. Possibly not, no. You know, that might no. not be the best gift. Maybe a giraffe that can potentially snog them. Uh, you know, that exactly. might have been a, a good solution there. I suppose this could be one of the perks of our current situation. You could do a vo- virtual horse riding experience and there's no chance of being left abandoned or dehydrated. You're doing it all from the comfort of your home. I mean, silver linings. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. The only thing I'm thinking is, how do you do a virtual horse riding experience, Karen? I don't really know. Leave it to me. I'll figure out a way, but rather than... <laughs> Just trotting horse along, horse. you know, <laughs> looking at the videos of Antigua, you know. There you go. You could you binaural sound experience the whole thing, you know, blow some heat at them so they're feeling the tropical vibes. I don't know. There's got to be a way. <laughs> There's got to be a way that's less tenuous than... Uh... <laughs> It's just, it's just, I mean, like horse riding is an experience as well that it's, it's, it's quite physically demanding anyway. So you, you're, yeah. you're quite exhausted after it, but to then be abandoned, have no water. Like I'm, I'm actually feeling parched just thinking about it now in 35 degree heat with two other couples. Like I, I feel like that's a recipe for disaster. They'll need the marriage counseling after that. They're going to come to my island and they're going to have a hell of a good time. I think this event planner also needs to come just for a bit of therapy to recover from that ordeal because I that would have shaved years off his or her life yeah post-traumatic stress <laughs> after that PTSD by horse yes it's the it's the how, I mean the client was furious apparently so I mean obviously the delegates were pissed off but the client was furious like what do you do when you're in that situation where it's so out of your control and yet you are getting it in the neck because all of these things have gone wrong because you know it, little things were going wrong from the very beginning you know yeah. I mean, in these situations, I think honesty and acknowledgement is the best policy. I, I I can honestly say we've never faced anything quite as extreme as that. Um, 
there's probably a few little safeguards that could have been put into place to avoid the disaster anyway, to be, you know, with a little bit, hindsight's always twenty twenty though. But um, but I would think acknowledgement and then I would throw the kitchen sink at making it better for them. Um, you know, if, even if you it, you had to cut into your own margins to send them home by a private jet that you had tested all the air conditioning <laughs> jets to make sure they don't drip, whatever you need to do to make it up to that client and fully acknowledge it and, and, um, and, and treat them to another experience somehow to make it up to them. But I, I don't think you're going to be able to undo that disaster other than to acknowledge, apologize and make it better. You know, that's all you can do in a situation where you have a disgruntled client. Have you ever had a similar situation where you've, you've had a client that's beyond reconciliation no, I honestly, I can, I can honestly say we've never reached anything to an extreme like that. I mean, have there been mishaps along the way or, you know, something that went to print, but you, you, I, I think, you know, sometimes people try to be heroic about saying, oh, this light went out and we had to drive through the night to get somebody just the client shouldn't have to know about it. I always use that swan analogy. That's probably overused by everyone in this industry. The client shouldn't see you flapping around. They should see you gliding smoothly across the surface of the water, like a swan paddling, like a mofo underneath the water. But if something's going wrong, they shouldn't, you shouldn't be alarming them. You should be just quietly taking care of it in the background. And that's, that's what we need to be doing. We need to be graceful. We need to be gracious. And if something does go wrong, you take it, you own it and you are honest and you, you handle it with the client and you make it better. Yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of uh, event planners there agreeing with the the swan analogy there. Um, it's an industry of swans. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, this is this is what we've we've signed up for a really challenging line of work. Okay, we're not saving lives, but you know we are making magical experiences happen, and nobody wants to know how the magic's made. So uh, just just make it magical. But don't 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 spill the secrets and don't don't share the drama behind the scenes unless it's sort of Chatham House rules like this, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strings and pulleys and behind the curtain stays completely hidden. But uh, the theater of everything else, you just you yeah. just let it all go. Yeah, you don't go to the theater to talk about rigging. You go to the theater to go watch a show, to see a story unfold and, and to see beauty and splendor. You don't need to know about who's pressing what buttons, who's calling the show. That's we're meant to be the behind the scenes, you know graceful graceful magicians like i said i love that graceful magicians and swans swans we've had, we've thrown a few metaphors in here i love a little bit of <laughs> metaphor it's like the whole animal kingdom from snogging giraffes to sl- yeah. gliding around like we really swans. have covered that haven't they? there's a theme there's got to be a theme here a massive thank you there to the giraffe snogging karen caden from brands at work who was brave enough to partake in our first ever live version of rsvp Now, what was great about having the audience there with us was the interaction and the back and forth. And that's all I want from you. So if you're listening, all you have to do is rate, like, subscribe, maybe even write us a little review, chuck some five stars our way. But above all, I want you to feed me your confessions. Anything that you can think of that you wouldn't want to put your name to around an event or travel experience that you've had, send it my way. All you have to do is email cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. That's cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. But don't go anywhere just yet because, as promised, Sam McNeil, the UK General Manager from Song Division, is going to wrap up this live episode with a very special song. So, keep it here, and until next week, play it, Sam. (laughs) 
rock stars, here we go. One, two, one, two, three. We'll give it up for Karen Kane and you know brands at work. Yes, yeah, she made him loves the animal kingdom. She's the queen. She'll even kiss a giraffe cause they are so clean. She's traveled the world, she got a wanderlust. Used to be meeting a shot and you can't shut her up. Pirouetting her way through this transformation. Resilience, camaraderie, collaboration. Take her to Kenya, yeah, Nairobi. Cape Town, Savo, Basso, for a safari. Seychelles, Dennis Island for the peace Or four seasons for different reasons Eat at love or doing a glamorous hunt Or popping and yeah, that's the stuff A dream event on a remote island For development, yeah, and you're all invited With the Obamas, Chopra and Shakira We'll be shaking our butts, yeah, with no fears We're all just... Graceful magician, so don't put the client in your position And don't spill the secrets, let the story unfold And never leave your horse riders by the side 